Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. Good morning. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of the future of email marketing. And my guest this morning, we're just talking about looking in a mirror here, is Christopher. (laughs) Chris or Christopher Carr? Well, I mean, it's Chris. The reason why it's Christopher is because everyone calls me by my first name and last name at the same time. I so had like, the same everyone's just like, yeah, but it was like, Hey, Chris Carr. I'm like, just Chris. You know what I mean? So when I made it, Christopher, I got I a sure little did. bit of, uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, so Chris is the president of Ferro tech. We'll come back to that in just a second, yeah. but I had the same problem with Matt Dunn. Yeah. Ding, ding. And, ding, ding. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going with Matthew. And now I have to be kind of ruthless yep. about, no, it's not Matt. Only my mom calls me that. <laughs> <laughs> And occasionally my wife, but anyway. Yeah, that's right. When I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, Christopher Carr, president of, of Ferrotech, Philadelphia-based. Uh, would you describe yourself as a marketing agency as a whole yes. now? Yes, we are. So yeah. talk, talk a bit about Ferrotech, what, uh, yeah. what customers you serve and what you do for them. Sure, sure. So we are um, we're an inbound marketing agency located uh, just outside the city of Philadelphia. I mm-hmm. uh, started it when I was 21 years old. So this year actually That's marks awesome. uh, our 20th anniversary. Um, I'm 43. And so I, I fuddled around for two years and then started to get serious, you know, um, about 20 years ago. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we have about 20 full-time employees and then with subcontractors, about, uh, about 50 of us, you know, working on a daily basis. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. We are a uh, platinum partner with uh, HubSpot. HubSpot. Yeah. And so we, uh, we really believe in the power of, of, of automation, mm-hmm. uh, marketing automation, you know, the ability to develop what we call like systems as opposed to solutions, because a lot of people will come to us and they, they, they basically put all their eggs in one basket. You know, they want to be good at SEO and then an algorithm changes and they could lose everything. Or, you know what, I want to be good at Facebook marketing. And then something like Apple comes along and says, Hey, Right. We're going to, we're going to change the knob, you know, we're going to turn the knobs on privacy and now Facebook marketing doesn't work nearly as good. And right, right. So what happens here is just that, you know, we've helped companies develop a whole comprehensive system. And so what we're able to do is we're able to throttle certain dials and double down on, on sort of what matters most. Gotcha. Gotcha. M- uh, much more, uh, sort of looking, well, so use the word system already systematic, but systematic for, marketing mm-hmm. across a company as a whole, not just this channel, yep. that channel automated. Correct. How long with mm-hmm. HubSpot? Uh, since 2012. Okay. Quite, yeah. Relatively, relatively long time. I've watched, uh, I've watched yeah. HubSpot grow with a, with a good deal of interest over the last, what, decade? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Right it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. I mean, um, they, um, did, did you, you ever heard of the, the TV show Silicon Valley? Yeah. 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 That's, Huh. They're making fun of Salesforce and HubSpot and HubSpot. Okay, yeah, wasn't there? There was a there was a book and then a film about a yeah. guy who went to work there. 
yeah, closer, closer to my age, not, yeah. you know, not closer to yeah. twenty. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what's weird though is this, and this is the only problem I have with 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 that is is that like as a guy who's built this company mm-hmm. of just only a meager twenty people, like it is so easy for someone to come in there and then write a tell-all book, and I'm just like, what have you ever built? Like building yeah. a business is so hard. You know what I mean? Like the easy thing to do is to write a book on everything. That you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not throw, saying that they're, they're rocks, without yeah. fault, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. I enjoyed the book thoroughly. Yeah. But then I got thinking, I'm like, God, I hate for someone to be analyzing every detail of what I do. It's just the ship got so big, it's just hard to I don't know. Well, I mean it's hard, it's hard yeah, to pitch, pitch a talk, perfect game. You talk know? about that. I mean, if if there's some if there's some, you know, future 20-year-old Christopher, you know, 21 now, Christopher Carr listening to this that yeah maybe i'll start my own thing um yeah. and and do you have a smile when you say when you talk about building business and congratulations 20 years is like that's a big deal but it is hard i agree it's hard um yeah. what's hard about it well you know i mean i think what happens is that scaling your growth is probably the, is probably one of the biggest challenges that you you have and so what i what i mean by that is is that that I don't. So one of the analogies that I, I kind of use a lot is, is that, you know, in the East, Chick-fil-A is a really big company. And mm-hmm. the problem that people don't know is, is that for like 20 years, they were just in malls and they were not maybe, maybe it's a shorter amount of time that but nobody knew about them, but all they did was they just kept making the chicken better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And then once the product was really good, then they figured out how to scale. And what happens here, I think in entrepreneurship is, is that we hear that these technology companies are overnight successes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your people in place and if you're not constantly refining your product and you don't have a developed significant process internally and externally, like, I don't know how to describe it. You bleed. You don't know you're going to bleed. You think you got it all covered, but you bleed. Right. Right. And so one of the things I would tell my younger self is like, you know what? It's going to be all right. Like you're going to want, you always want to be at another level. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I, I, I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. If I was, awesome. if I was, you know, uh, $3 million richer, I might not see them as much. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just one of those things. It's just, you'll get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. didn't think I would, if I was to say, when I first started, here's where you'd be in 20 years, mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe that either. You know what oh, I mean? Really? Good yeah. For you. Good yeah. For you. And you, you started Ferrotech as, as web, web design and development, correct? Web only. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then at, was it, yeah. was it uh, an, a hard right turn pivot to marketing or was it gradual big old sweeping <laughs> curve? Now, you know, we, we create great websites and then they say, well, yeah. you create a really great website, but nobody yeah. can find it. Yeah. And so then we pivoted <laughs> from developing websites to SEO. Yeah. Okay. And then people were saying, Hey, you know what? Great website. Now I'm on the first page of Google, but for some reason, our phone still isn't ringing enough. Yeah. So yeah. then I got into conversion science and was something I call CRO, which is just conversion rate optimization. Okay. And so now we sort of have the complete system. So the other thing is, is that I failed a lot. And what I mean by that is, is that I'm, I, I know that from an SEO perspective, I'm one algorithm change away from losing, you know, could lose everything, you know, or one Facebook algorithm change, like even what Apple's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I, when I help companies build comprehensive systems, mm-hmm. if one part of the system, you know, not falls apart, but I have to make a serious pivot on, 
mm-hmm. I can just rely on the other par- parts of the system. Sounds like, like you've also thought the system through into you know in terms of <laughs> in terms of maintenance tuning, you know, being able to adjust to those external changes rather yeah. than having it so tightly bound to how company X is running that you know that particular yep. piece of it. Well, the challenge I have is, is I work with a number of companies that have a marketing guy or gal, which is great. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that marketing is moving so fast that I don't believe it's a one-man job anymore. So that person's either going to have to hire internally mm-hmm. or they're going to have to outsource, mm-hmm. which is fine. But the problem is, is that then you're outsourcing for SEO and then you got to outsource for maybe social media. And you're trying to all those outsourcing for content. And then all of a sudden you got to make a change. And now you're calling three different vendors and right. even, you know what I mean? It, it, it's there's inefficiency with all of that stuff. And so we worked really hard to have a a lot of different companies all in one company. So we are a design and development from web. Mm -hmm. We are, we do the web development, the SEO and all of the, um, you know, the, the marketing automation all under one roof. Right. Right. And is that, is that specifically do, are all of your customers um, running, running that set of functions on HubSpot as an engine? Uh, most of them are. Most of them. Most okay. of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that HubSpot isn't, if they come to me and they already have Salesforce and Pardot, then I, then I play in what they're already using. You know right. I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's just certain clients that, you know, our, our average retainer is around between, you know, 8,000 and maybe 15,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And so there's a level of sophistication that we, st- our clients sort of have to have yeah. in, in yeah. order, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we do run into situations where there's other platforms we can use for certain campaigns or certain initiatives or something like that. Or if I find a client that I has tremendous growth potential mm-hmm. and HubSpot, the, the paying the HubSpot fee is the barrier to us working uh, together. Yeah. Okay. Because that okay. happens too. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, <laughs> it, it definitely could be a daunting bite. I haven't looked at their pricing structure in in a couple of years, but it was like the, the, the lowest is a thousand a month. So yeah, yeah, and for for a lot of startups, that would be a bite they wouldn't they wouldn't yeah. necessarily make. You know, you you touched on it, and I'm curious your thoughts about it. You touched on 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 the shift that Apple uh, made recently with iOS 14.5 and and the app privacy policy and the effect that the knock on effect that that's had. On uh, on Facebook's kind of the marquee. Um, what do you, what do you yep. th- what are your thoughts on that? Where do, where do we go from here? <laughs> you know, um, they will. Facebook will figure something out. Uh, the, the the hard part. I'm not. Google says they're going to go towards this this approach yeah. eventually too yeah. within a year. Yeah. I, I I just I see so much upside from from for companies who do marketing mm-hmm. to be able to engage with people, to know their, their spying habits and to do all this stuff. I think it'll be called something different and it might not be one-to-one what we see right now, but mm. I think that some sort of technology curve will happen mm. where we're still doing those things. In other right. words, I just don't think these companies are like, okay, I've seen the light. I'm going to stop doing those. <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that they'll just find another way in. It's kind of like the, uh, <laughs> um, like the cartels. Like if you, if you put up a wall, they're going to like drill under it and go into like a Kentucky fried chicken in Texas. Get a submarine and you know, bring, bring stuff through the ocean. Um, 
I mean, for for sure, we're starting to grapple with, uh, you know, with with the mm-hmm. privacy consequences of a networked world, um, both both at a policy level, um, at a brand level. Apple certainly mm-hmm. is flying that flag for themselves, but it's it's even a fairly normal conversation with just about anybody now. You've got mm-hmm. you know you've got the spectrum of I don't care to I really don't want anyone knowing anything about me yeah. and and apple has mm-hmm. said well you know push push the button you prefer um yeah it's yeah. Been good I for just, them <laughs> I, I just don't like the language that they do yeah how come well i mean literally they make it sound like do you want to be tracked <laughs> you know what right. i mean it's just like you know what i mean like the same question is said hey you know what when you're looking for a washing machine yeah do you want us to give you other washing machine options do we want yeah. to make your buying yeah. experience better you know yeah. what i mean like there's there's value. <laughs> There's value on the other side. If I'm trying to align myself to find the best products and services yeah, yeah. and I don't have the time to do the research, I like yeah. being spoon fed. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. for example, like when I was asked that question, I said, track me <laughs> because I, right. I want to, I want right. to know about things that I don't know about. If you know right. my and there's an efficiency to it, right? Yeah. 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 You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same reason why I believe in, um, please don't, not going out of this conspiracy theory, but I think it's a matter of time before people have chips in their body because that yeah, whatever yeah, that chip yeah, will be, yeah. will make life more efficient. I don't know what, where I, they're going with that, but you're not going to just be like, I want to have a chip in my body. Right. But if mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it starts my car and it opens my front door and it does all that stuff. Well, eventually, eventually how often is I, this, how often is this chip, and I'm holding up my phone if you're listening yeah. to this in a pocket, how often is that chip more than three feet from my body? Right? <laughs> Almost never. Exactly. <laughs> that yep. set of chips. Yep. And then yeah. if I said, if they were never tracking, I said, what if this thing could predict your actions before you do it? You're like, right. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want, no. you want to track you? Oh yeah. my gosh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, well, it matters. I mean, I'm a, I'm a content marketer. So it literally, yeah. it's whatever side of the coin you're on. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I ride, I ride a bike. Like I do cycling in, yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. And when I'm driving a car, these cyclists, they really got to figure something out because I'm driving a car and they're totally in my lane. I got to drive 15 miles per hour behind them. Yeah. They are such a nuisance. But when I'm on a bike mm-hmm. and the car's behind me, I'm like, these people want to kill me. <laughs> so literally it just depends on which perspective you're looking at. Do you know what I mean? And that's the same argument here, right? It's like, I don't want to be tracked, mm. but at the same time, I would like to be able to know about things without yeah. with thinking less. Yeah. The, the, the 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 set of knobs and gears that are tougher for what for the individual making that decision looking at that dialogue in an app are the the knock on complexities that come with the yes or no and by that i mean poorly articulated by that i mean um i might want yes i'm hunting for a washing machine so i'd like washing machine ads for now mm-hmm. but then i don't know how to say all right i bought one so shut up <laughs> yeah, I, right. always, I always thought that they should just have a drop down menu. Like, got one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I the same shoes you're marketing for. Yeah. Right? Same shoes. Yep. I, Running yeah. shoes. I'm wearing them. Right. Right. Tell me something else. <laughs> right. You know, like, I just bought that from you. <laughs> exactly. <Seriously. laughs> right? So you just no, wasted no. some of your ad spend on me because yeah. I already bought that from yep. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty confident. I think I've seen 
a drop down menu that says don't show me this ad and i think one of the options mm-hmm. actually is like you know what i mean like no longer has value to me or something whatever yeah, that is yeah, you know what i mean yeah something like yeah. that yeah. Um, there was an announcement yesterday. I don't know if you caught this because this will give us a little segue in a conversation. <laughs> um, Apple is Apple announced yesterday at their developer conference that they're going to do somewhat the same thing with email and pixels that they've done with apps. Mm. Yeah, that same reaction. Quite a quite a bit of uh, discussion in the uh, e- email marketing uh, world and forums and so on. It's like so, um, the the net of it, you know, quick digest of of email threads from last night. Um, as Google does in Gmail, it looks like Apple may be putting a, a a proxy in between email clients and image requests, which is yep. which is how how most things are tracked. Which means we'll get. Mm-hmm. No location information, uh, more arm's length information doesn't mean you can't send a unique pixel to me, unique pixel to you. So it doesn't doesn't rule out all of that data in, entirely. Yep. But here's the here's the one that I found interesting. S- someone parsed the language of the announcement, and it, and it sounded like they said, "What we're going to do is load all that stuff immediately." Like, so if you send email to me and I'm on an Apple device, it's going to show that I read it, whether or not I ever opened it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 not good. I mean, I one of the things that I I don't know the numbers on, but mm-hmm. I I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are just like me in the fact that our email list outgrew mail.app anyway. And so what I'm hoping is is that a lot of the people that I'm trying to do are using the native if they're doing Google for business that I'm hoping mm-hmm. that they're using like Google for business or they're using something that is built from their company that's a little bit more enterprise. Mm. I think, and I don't know <laughs> where, where that proxy would come from. Is it just on mail.app or is it? Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I feel like that mail.app has some serious growing pains to do to catch up with Gmail's app. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. Like for yeah. one of the richest companies in the world, they neglect some basic things in, in mail that, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sophisticated user and I don't think I am. I actually, I, 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 I'm not, maybe I'm, you are a sophisticated user, but yeah. I agree with you actually. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I sat in front of, you know, I'm sitting in front of a Mac. I've got an iPhone there. I, mm-hmm. I, I lived in Apple's mail clients up until a couple of years ago. And I was like, yeah. eh, you know, yeah. like just, eh, it, it feels like it's 10 years old and it, it probably is yep. more than 10 years old. Their search, their search functionality is horrible. Yeah, it's like just doesn't yeah. cut it, right? Yeah, like Gmail, yeah. like I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like too fine tuned. Like I go into Gmail <laughs> and I just like type in the word like not, and all of a sudden, yeah. like every time I've said not in the last fifteen years, <laughs> yeah, it shows right. up. It's it's, like, it's right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and at the same time, there's the the power of the default, right? Um, because of Apple's vertical stack, you know, hard hardware all the way yeah. through to yep. uh, chips all the way through to whatever, or or vice versa. Um, a lot of Gmail customers, oh, sorry, a lot of Gmail accounts are using the default mail client on their iPhone to get to that Gmail. And I, maybe that's where you were going with saying, how yep. are they going to proxy? It's not necessarily going to be an Apple address only mm-hmm. that they're proxying. Yeah, I know. I know that's, it's going to be a challenge. Um, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. I mean, we've been here before. Like, remember I was saying like building your house on sand? I remember when... Google, Google made the promotions tab. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
yeah. on, on Gmail. Like yeah. it was like, uh oh, email yeah. marketing's dead. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm, <laughs> we'll we'll no. find a way. You know? well, it's yeah. like water. You know, you know what I mean? Like we're gonna find, <laughs> we're gonna find a way. It's well, we kind of like, we kind of have to. Right. Not, yeah. And that's not just, uh, you know, survival of an agency or a business or something like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, marketing's that joint point between a business that's got products, ultimate products and services. Ultimately, someone wants to buy them. <laughs> right. You're trying to help yeah. make that connection yep. between people. So, yes, there's a there's an interest yep. on the consumer, the customer side as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do you know who Neil Patel is? Sure. Yeah, I mean, so I'm looking up on his own app. Give me one second here. I'm looking up his traffic report because I don't want to guess, but it's, yeah. Seven, looking at seven million, close to eight million uh, visits to his website every single month, right? right. That's a lot, right? He's, right? he's the king of data, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what his number one thing that he says drives traffic? Email, right? Email. <laughs> and I've been on I've been on a couple of his lists and he emails a lot and he puts out an amazing amount of content. Yeah. Yeah. I uh-huh. I, just, I just find it very hard to believe, right? That that all of the businesses all, you know what I mean, like all of us are just now doomed. Yeah. No, we're, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, we're not. We're not. I mean, I don't buy we're going to take time to figure it out. Yes, we are. But you know what? The good part is is we're all drinking from the same well. Yeah. Well, I, you know you know, I mean? I've got a. Sorry, go ahead, Christopher. No, I mean, we're all drinking from the same well. In other words, is it a challenge? Yes. Will we figure it out? Yes. But yeah. it's not like Apple says only only 50% of America has to deal with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we all companies everywhere have to deal with it. So it's a little bit of a level playing field. <clears throat> the question, and this is this is the same thing with COVID. This is the same thing with all the stuff. This is why Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. If you as a business can't pivot, if you as a business can't try to solve these systemic, these problems, yeah. right? Like you can cry as much as you want, but it's not going to solve this thing for you. And so what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to rely on specialists that have the the, the, the firepower, the, the access to technology, all this stuff that are, that solve these things for, for real. You know what I mean? Like if my, <laughs> if my toilet broke and my only answer was my uncle Joe, yeah. Right. And Uncle Joe can't fix it. I'm like, am I not going to have a toilet in my house? Like, no, you keep going up higher and higher and higher until you solve it, right? Right. It's, it's prom- worth paying for the specialist. Absolutely. Who can fix it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that that's just a business decision. Go out of business or, you know, engage yep. expertise X to fix problem yep. Y. And people way smarter than you that, that think of email every single day are thinking at it at like a, at a 401, like a NASA level. Yeah. If yeah. you're thinking about it, you're probably thinking about it at a 101 level. Yeah. Guys way smarter than you that have already like we're we're not being like, okay, maybe we should maybe throw we in, should just throw, throw in, in the towel. towel and become realtors. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a there's a recurrent thread with these uh many mm-hmm. conversations I've had uh with podcast guests about email. And you know, maybe it's biased because we're 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 picking folks who work in that media to at least some extent, but I've had nobody go emails dead. Nobody, like <laughs> nobody said that. They almost always are, are in, you know, your camp and my camp, which is like, like, believe it or not, like that's, that's the most valuable link you've got to your customer base. You may not be using it particularly well. Yeah. 
but but that list, the list yep. is 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 you know is yeah. a goldmine, is your asset. Neil Patel, right? That's his number yeah. one way yeah. to drive traffic. I mean, yeah, I mean, a, a carpenter makes fifteen dollars an hour, uses a hammer, and and so did Michelangelo. Fair point. Twenty three when he carved the PA tot still makes my jaw drop. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that 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 if Apple's tracking change, which we're only speculating about at this point, if Apple's tracking change goes in, in into effect, um, all I see that all I see that changing in terms of conventional email marketing is is the veracity of some of the measures. It's still on you to provide interesting content, and Apple's not saying oh. we're not going to show your content. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and in uh, more I, I, more narrow cast, um, you know, our particular company, Campaign Genius, real time content, it's the same delivery mechanism. And I read that announcement, and I was like, "Yeah, our stuff will still work, right? I'll still be able to change what's in the inbox, you know, sale this this week's sale. Um, it, you know, it may bounce to a proxy to get there, but so what? Right? Mm-hmm. It's more interesting if it's more relevant, people will read it. A lot of a lot of it'll it'll impact retargeting for a while. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it'll impact things related to like where Facebook was complaining about just pixel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it'll relate to what you do after the email. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Um, yes. Because we, we developed these three prong email approaches where we will send the same email um, three different times, Interesting. three different days. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you open it, you get it off of that list. Okay. So I'm going to change the subject line. I'm going to change the time of day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm really like just going to the people that just have never opened it in any way, shape or form. But okay. the ones who do open it, we put into a very sophisticated um, marketing automation list. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we're going to be segmenting before we even did that. We segmented and then we blasted on day one. The people that opened went into a, a drip marketing list. The people who didn't open, we get the same email again because it doesn't matter how it could be Shakespeare, but if they, nobody opened it, <laughs> right? Like yeah. they don't know what's inside. And yeah, so what yeah, we're doing yeah. is we're measuring the the click-through rate, but we're also measuring the subject line. And then the subject line, did the email get them to my website? And if they got to my website, did they get a retargeting cookie? And then yeah. ultimately in the ideal sense, did they get a HubSpot tracking yeah. code? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we're, we're really hoping to do that. But I also think that one of the critical things in email is if you have lead scored them, this is what we help clients do. If we have lead scored them prior to this, or mm-hmm. there's a level of ways of segmentation based upon knowing if they're in the awareness stage, considered issue stage or decision level stage. Mm-hmm. If I can marry really great content to where we believe you are in the buyer's journey, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to get considerably higher engagement rates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. If I'm, if I'm trying to buy a car and literally I'm getting prices from a dealership, the email that says, Hey, do you want to try the Hyundai Sonata? Doesn't matter to me anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I am in the awareness stage and I'm like, you know what? My car either broke down or I want something new. Hmm. Maybe the Hyundai Sonata might be a good fit for me. Hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they still make Hyundai Sonatas. They literally the first car that came to my mind. I don't even know. Hyundai's yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short is, is that where they stack up in the buyer's journey, mm. it's like the more you know about them and yeah. if you can get really creative about how you segment and getting the right message to the right client at the right time, yeah, um, you know, that's where we feel like 
it really, it really. Now, works I was going to ask you about that because it's kind of it's 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 implicit in what you just said. Like the job of understanding the customer journey and not just understanding it, systematizing it well enough to define those stages to look for the signals. That that's not trivial. That's not easy. No, and, it's not. Yes, and it's, and you've helped a range of industries. Yep. Do 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 that job. Uh, even though their customers are not the same, their journeys are not the same. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, is it still a numbers game? Yes. But what if I could increase your conversion rate or your engagement rate by 15 to 18%? Right. You know, would that be of interest to you? Do you, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, because just bringing a little bit of knowledge into who you're talking to mm-hmm. matters. What you say to them matters. Like, for example... We work very heavily in the, in the orthopedic marketing space, okay. right? Um, CMOs won't pick up the phone for me and they won't open my emails. I'm a marketing company that helps yeah. orthopedics, you know, or, orthopedics practices. But if I go and I email the surgeons, mm-hmm. the surgeons, it's their practice. They own it. And then they go and they email the CMO and then the CMO has to come to me. It's not, hmm. it's not. Like it's one of those things where it's just like, they all have a boss, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And so my, my point is, is, is that if I hedge the language towards, we got really great results. um, Talk to your CMO about how we can augment your team. Yeah. That's very different than going to CMOs and saying, I can make your job better. I can do all this, the same marketing ease that everyone's saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And, and, and the, the work of understanding that industry and the yeah. probable structure, ownership structure. Yep. Um, it didn't happen overnight. That that, mm-hmm. that took time, conversations, really learning the market, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the other things too, is is that um we developed these like this is a gap assessment right here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Beefy document he's holding. Beefy up. document. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Anyhow, is this on video or just audio? Because I want to make sure Both. that I say it right. Both. Both. Okay, great. So, yeah. So, this thing looks like a phone book. So, what happens here is that the joke we say is, is that if you went to your routine physical, it's January 1, and you said, you know, hey, Dr. Chris, I'm just here for a routine physical. And I said to you, you'd be an excellent candidate for open heart surgery. You'd be like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm here for physical. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> but you'd be an excellent candidate for open heart surgery. You're like, dude, are you going to run any tests? Are you going to do anything? I didn't come here. You know what I mean? For that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That happens in my space all the time. Interesting. You come to me and you've got a problem, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, oh, so you're not getting enough clients. You're not going to reach your goals. Let me open up my $100 a month software. I agree. You're not getting those results. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to listen to this audio thing. And I got 20 minutes of your problems. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to write you a proposal for a hundred grand. <laughs> and based upon that hundred grand is going to de- decide whether you're going to succeed or not for the next year. Mm. All of that is totally valid. If you are in one, let's say hypothetically one part of marketing, right? If you say it's social media or maybe SEO, sometimes that it has complete validity. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to basically develop the entire solution of the entire system. So someone like me can't do that. So what I do is for two months, I say, I can't give you a quote. I can't overhaul your marketing. 
right? Unless I know every piece of data about your business. And then what I do is, is I put it on a scorecard. It's your three to five year roadmap to to help you reach your goals. We figure mm-hmm. out what your goals are. Mm-hmm. And we we work backwards from five years to say, hey, if you say, hey, I want to be a twenty million dollar company, I'm like. Well, how many sales do you need to do to get $20 million? How many salespeople do you need? How many leads do each one of these salespeople need to get? Mm-hmm. What percent of market share do you need to do? Is there mm-hmm. enough search volume to do that? And I basically look at every single thing. And then we use this book as a scorecard and a Bible for the next five years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. 70% structured, 30% nimble, because we don't know what we don't know. But it's, it's the most scientific way of doing marketing. Well, wow. in a very weird way, I said email marketing is 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 that's a numbers game. You don't want to do that. Well, I'm I'm sort of lying, <laughs> meaning it's still you don't want it to just be a numbers game. You want to bring sophistication to it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I don't like marketing companies that just I don't know how to they sell the dream without quantification. Right, right, right. Or or they sell they sell the results somebody else happened to get. Yeah. Without necessarily being methodological about getting there. Correct. Oh, yeah. And this is 20 years of work Yep. into this process. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, different, different, sort of different direction for a question. Uh, you know, you, you, you've grown into the 50 people or so you mentioned before. Um, how do you go about bringing someone new into the company and getting them to learn and understand what they need to learn and understand? Yep. To do that job. Yeah. Well, from an HR perspective, we make them do a tryout, which is very interesting because I get fooled by resumes all the time. Yeah. Smart. And so what happens is I give them my sales deck Mm -hmm. and then they have to come and present to me and my directors. And so if they can, if they can survive the gauntlet, then I at least know that they have some general room control and they want to know this stuff. Like the, the, the biggest thing I'm looking for is the hunger for people that love marketing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. A lot of the stuff is teaching. And so what happens is they'll come in as a project manager mm-hmm. and they'll be assigned to an account manager. The account manager ha- could have one or two project managers under them. And it's almost like they're becoming an apprentice of an account manager yeah. until they're ready to take on accounts for themselves. Yeah. I gotcha. I you gotcha. Give, um, give them a chance to learn working with someone else, Yep. A- applying, applying your systematic approach. Yep. And we spend between eight and $10,000 a month just on software alone. Um, right. Wow. And so I know it sounds really weird, but a lot of it is like getting the data, putting it in the oven, which is these software programs, taking it out of the oven. I mean, smarting enough to decipher what you just saw mm-hmm. and then giving all the options to the client. And then we choose together which direction we want to go. Right. Right. So like, um, I, yeah, that's a, that, that, that's a, that's a wide range of data in a couple of sentences there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> we have a 93% retention rate, not because we come and say, Hey, we're going to solve all your problems and listen to everything I say. My, my job is to say you, we have access to data and methodologies and techniques that you don't have. Mm-hmm. That you don't even have the time or the expertise to have. Mm-hmm. Let's solve it together. Mm-hmm. I have what you don't have. I have the manpower you don't have, but you probably have the subject matter expertise that we don't have. Right, so what right. if I could amplify you? Would that be of value right. to you? Right, right. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. It makes a makes makes a ton of sense. Um without without delving into the brands too much. Um mm-hmm. 
the software engines that run your business. Um, I mean, HubSpot, we, we, we touched on already. Are there any, uh, mm -hmm. are there any platforms that are particularly critical? You're like, we, you know, we really use yeah. the heck out of X. Yeah. We use uh, SEM rush a lot. Um, that's okay. from the SEO perspective. Yep. Um, we use WordStream for uh, paid ads. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of like smaller ones that I would never have thought would be critical. There's one yeah. called Phrase, F-R-A-S-E. Very interesting program um, that basically just looks at your content and analyzes it based upon the people who are already winning on page one of Google or something like that. That. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a lot of these programs have analysis tools like that, but not like this. It's pretty really? cool. Yeah. Wow. Very That's, cool. Uh, gonna, hopefully they pick that up to be happy yeah, to yeah. hear it because they're like yeah. someone somewhere sc struggled to make phrase. That's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, I think so many of the <laughs> programs, if they're good, saw a piece of software and, and realized, you know what? It's close, but didn't solve the problem fully. Mm -hmm. So I, when I couldn't do it anymore, I, you know, when, it, when I couldn't stand not having it anymore, I just built it myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. Oh yeah. That's how a lot of the stuff sort of happens. You know what I mean? Cause these, these software programs are getting hyper niche. If they're solving like one problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, you know, it puts the challenge, you know, it puts the challenge on you and your team as customers for that software of, of, of yep. you know, finding where it fits and hopefully it's, you, you can make it fit and, and it's worth the time and yep. effort and learning required yep. to put it to use. Did you know that um, if I wasn't to send you a YouTube clip and I sent it from my desktop and I said, hey, this YouTube clip, it's a 10-minute video. I, there's a button. I said, when I share it, I can share it from the 10-minute mark. You, when right. you click on the link, it shares from the 10-minute mark. Right. You yeah. can't do that on an iPhone and you can't do that even on any Google phone either. You can only share the link and then write in the comment, hey, fast forward to the 10-minute mark. Oh, because getting that, right, getting it's, that. It's, it's, it's what that, we call a timestamp. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So we got so tired of that, that my yeah. guys just build it in <laughs> fairtech.com slash YT, right? I get no money for this. Yeah. Right? 20,000 people a month use that little one-page thing on my website, right? <laughs> because it's just a hole in the, in the market. And I got so tired of telling yeah. people to fast yeah. forward that- I was just like, I just built it. <laughs> we, uh, one of our other companies handles a ton of video and we went to the work of captioning in multiple languages. So we yeah. were dealing with caption files, which are pain. It's like, it's, it's yes. a crude artifact. So I, I, I actually, I'm a bit of an Excel uh, junkie because I started yeah. in Excel 30 years ago, Microsoft version one. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Uh so I built a, a, a sort of caption handler in Excel to help me do that job. And I thought, oh, the heck with it, right? I just posted it on a page and said, hey, if you're trying to wrestle with captions, especially if you're trying to line up, you know, the English and the Spanish captions, here, here's a, here's a spreadsheet that'll do a lot of that work for you. Regular, not not your numbers, but regular downloads all the time because it, it's niche, but it's a, it's a problem someone's got somewhere out in the world. Yeah. yeah. And if they and find it, great. It's, it's bizarre, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you get mad at these, like, trillion-dollar companies. I'm like, you didn't think to do just this small little thing? Like, yes. give a timestamp? Yeah, like, yeah. Don't you have, like, a thousand employees that are all just playing volleyball? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, they didn't think, maybe I should just take an hour out of the volleyball game to, yeah. yeah. 
I'm joking around because you know that Google has this flex time. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? But yeah. they're like literally like trying to figure out like the continental drifts of planets, inter- intergalactic planets. And they don't think, hey, you know what? Maybe I should add a timestamp. <laughs> timestamp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, to be, and, and to be a, a, a slightly sympathetic to them, uh, yeah, yeah. frequently those code bases get to the size where the number of meetings it would take. I know. Right. I know. Or like, uh, so it actually constantly creates niches for the smaller, for the yeah. nimble to go. It does. I can help you with that. I mean, I, I mean, in some ways that's the game we're playing. Like yep. we, we've built real time that goes in the email editor and in conversations with email companies, like you guys could build this yourselves got five years and a really smart team, you could build it yourselves or we can help you solve the problem now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that's what's interesting because I, I get to talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and they see this wide net approach that I've done. And I was like, mm-hmm. don't do what I'm doing. Like get hyper yeah. personalized the or specific on exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like find a problem and solve that problem and then solve it for the world. Right. right? And solve, solve, preferably solve it really well. Yeah, because you wake up in, in in my shoes one day and you're just like, you know what? I'm trying to be all things to all people all <laughs> the time. And it's it's expensive and it's exhausting. Hmm. So here's a wrap-up to trajectory for the conversation, which has been fantastic. Where where do you want to take uh Tech from here? Well, ironically, so we have a um a VP of, of, of partner growth. And so the VP of partner growth is essentially he's in charge of sales and stuff like that. And we get a, a lot of leads that come to us that are not exactly in our wheelhouse. All right. Meaning they're um, not in our wheelhouse, but they're not in these certain verticals that I want to be in. The problem is, is that the verticals I want to be in the sales cycle is so long mm-hmm. that while I can try to get as many, you know, irons in the fire and, and eventually pans out, we can't turn away that revenue. And so what we did was we hired him to go after the leads that are, that come in and they, they pay the bills really well. And in the meantime, I'm able to go after the very specific clients we want to scale and grow our business. Okay. So you're going to focus more on those niches strategically. It sounds like, yep. and until this happened, I I was never able to do that because I was like, Hey, Mr. Ideal client, I got to take a non-ideal client that's willing to pay the bills. Now they become ideal in year two, right? Right. right. But in year one, they're not nearly as profitable for mm. us because we got to literally we're, we're building books like this. Like this, you got to learn their industry, build a book exactly. like that for them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's an interesting dilemma. It's an, an interesting solution. I mean, it's kind of the um, it's a bit the you know the Clayton Christensen if disruption is you need a separate division working yep. on the thing that's going to put you out of business. It can't be part of the same company or it'll get sucked back into serving yeah. your current client base. It sounds like that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, huh. we're, we're, um, we're growing as a company, but then we're also monitoring how much we're growing to get the ideal clients of what we're looking for. You know what I mean? Right. And so you want to grow, but you also want to improve. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. the most that if I could look at my portfolio and right now I probably have 30% ideal clients and 70% of the other clients that okay. yeah. are, are, are in the process of, of getting there. Right. Yeah. What we're always looking at is like, how much revenue can I get from ideal clients? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and ideal, how can you raise I, that I, percentage? Correct. 
Yeah. Now, ideal clients win very, very strong, very, very well for us, and they're mm-hmm. very profitable for us. It's the ultimate win-win. Yeah. These yeah. other clients need what we have. Yeah. And so it's very hard to turn away revenue. And it's it's also very hard in our space to walk away from someone that has a problem that we know we can solve, even if it's expensive. Right. Yeah. It's a very weird thing. Like it's just how I'm wired. Yeah. That like I yeah, go on a pitch, help. I hear their problem, and I'm like, yeah, I can help with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you're you're you you'd have to learn an entirely new sector over X number of years to really do that. Well, happens all the time. Hmm. Hmm. I I think, uh, I think it's admirable discipline to focus your, you know, your, your vision on the strategic niche and try to grow that percentage of it. That, that, uh, that takes some rigor. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you need the revenue to get, we all have goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I just focus on what I'm trying to build, yeah. Like, it, there's no guarantees in this world, especially one of our niches is healthcare and these healthcare companies keep gobbling each other up. So even yeah. if I do, even if I do a great job, I could, a client could put me on the streets just because they got acquired. Right. Right. Or, or uh, in some way, shape or form <laughs> their industry got, yeah, that's a tough niche to work in or tough is. space to work in. Like it is highly yeah. regulated, uh, convoluted, not very well structured, all that other stuff. Correct. Red tape all over the place. Red yeah. tape all over the place. Yep. Well, uh, Christopher, when someone says, "Oh, I really want to talk with these guys," whether or not they're in your niche, how do you, how do they how do they hunt down Ferrotech and have that conversation? Yeah. So our website is Ferrotech F A R O T E C H dot com, and uh, you could also uh, email us at info at Ferrotech dot com as well. Info Ferrotech dot com. Set it up. Yeah. Well, terrific. My guest this morning has been Christopher Carr, founder and president of Ferrotech. Chris, great conversation. Yes, yeah, it's great. It's, it was it was it was fun to speak. Yeah, you're super easy to talk to. So this is good. I hope your I hope your guests uh, really enjoy it. Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to the future of email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash future of email. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it. And of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show, and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash future of email, or follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.